people like games. The last decade has been absolutely massive for indie games. Games like Super Meat Boy, The Binding of Isaac, Fez, and a whole lot more immediately come to mind. But few have been as outstandingly received, both critically and commercially, as 2020's Hades. For those who were around in the early days of my time at PLG, you'll know that we absolutely loved this game, so it's about time we gave it a proper treatment. So let's get right into it on this episode of Story Mode with Hades. To do that, we jump back to 2009, where Command & Conquer devs Amir Rao and Gavin Simon left their jobs at Electronic Arts to go independent, forming Supergiant Games. Darren Korb was brought on for audio, and freelancers were regularly hired out to help with programming. In just two years, the small startup would release their first critical darling, Bastion, with only seven people on the development team. Bastion would also mark the first use of the isometric style that's dominated Supergiant's games, and that would continue with their next release in 2014's Transistor. Their third game, 2017's Pyre, took on a new 2D art style, but was critically acclaimed all the same. While Pyre was the odd one out of their first three titles, it was this game that Supergiant had begun to hit their stride in storytelling. Pyre was developed with multiple branching story paths, which unfortunately couldn't be experienced in a single playthrough. So when it came time to start developing their next game, Pyre's storytelling was one of their first points of inspiration. Until this point, all of Supergiant's games had been some variant of an action RPG. This was a great starting point for developing a grander story, but they still felt pretty limited. The roguelike genre eventually crept its way in as a solution to many of the foundational issues of the game that Supergiant wanted to address. First, the inherent replayability of a roguelike would allow their entire story to be experienced on one save file. The genre is also favorable for a pick up and play game with its generally shorter runtime if you aren't gunning for full completion. The recent rise in popularity of the genre was also a huge help especially when it came to word of mouth campaigning through streaming services like Twitch. But Supergiant's biggest concern with their next major project was involving the player in their game development. And from the beginning, the team had decided to launch the game on early access, allowing the game to be released in what some would call an unfinished state. This approach would allow Supergiant not only to address issues with the game as it was being made, but also allow them to continually add content before release, significantly expanding the scope of the game. Creative director Greg Kasavin introduced the idea of Greek mythology for the setting, originally envisioning Theseus as the hero. Looking back, this almost sounds like a joke, though, because if you've played Hades, Theseus ends up being one of the most, if not the only, unlikable character in the entire game. But this idea did spawn the basis of Hades' gameplay. The original vision saw Theseus entering chambers in a maze where he would defeat enemies to advance. While the assets around it would continue to change, the structure would remain in place for the rest of development and establish the core gameplay of the project that would become Hades. Thankfully, during development, Theseus was too flat of a character with his already established and pretty well-known lore to fit a narrative around. Zagreus was chosen as a lesser-known member of the Greek pantheon who could be played around with a bit more within Supergiant's own narrative. Plus, the introduction of Zagreus allowed for the comedic, family dynamic take that sets Hades apart from traditional depictions of Greek mythology. Establishing the Greek mythos as their starting point allowed the basic skeleton of the game to come together. Zagreus would attempt to escape the underworld with the help of his estranged family on Olympus in the temporary form of boons, 
each with their own traits corresponding to the gods who bestowed the power. Pulling from the gods as examples, powers like lightning, a weakening charm, or precision critical hits came into being once the gods were established. Upon death, Zagreus would be sent back home and summarily mocked by his father, Hades. Once the gameplay loop was realized and the basics of the story had been established, it was just about time for early access. And in 2018, early access for Hades was first released with a team of just about 20 and was extremely bare compared to the content released in the final game. While several weapons and variants were available, there wasn't much to go with story-wise after your first successful run, aside from a promise of more. Much of the character dialogue was still yet to be created, with some character designs still miles away from what they would become. Throughout early access, both Supergiant's vision and the input from fans would inform the development process. Hours of dialogue were created for nearly every character to not only accommodate their own storylines, but because of the varied nature of roguelikes and the random order players may encounter NPCs, leading to a massive range of interactions. The work on these dialogue trees is nothing short of spectacular when you immerse yourself in the world of this game. There's almost always something new to discover at the House of Hades just by talking, ranging from simple lore tidbits to quest progression and even rewards used to upgrade your hub or Zagreus himself. There's also the fact that the voice acting was just downright superb for every character. Hades takes the bombastic, sometimes ridiculous personalities of the Olympians of myth and turns them up to 11. Take a look at the pompous Zeus, the drunken Dionysus, or the steadfast Athena, and you'll see what I mean right away. It's honestly a shame at times that the game could be so difficult, if only because of the amount of players who will give up before they've even scratched the surface of these characters. The cartoonish portrayals of these almighty gods just continue to give Hades its own feel, especially when a series like God of War already has a stranglehold on the mythology of your gaming world. Another standout for Hades was Darren Korb's soundtrack. Korb had stayed on Supergiant since inception, serving as writer and composer on all of their games to that point. For Hades, he described his vision as Mediterranean prog rock Halloween, which honestly sounds like a random genre generator came up with it, but somehow it's oddly fitting for the soundtrack you take through hell with you. Korb also voices our main character Zagreus and provides the singing voice of Orpheus, one of our two main musicians in the game. So after two years of touch-ups, new additions like the Pact of Punishment, and much more fleshed out story, Hades was ready for a full launch in September of 2020. In a time where there are almost too many games to play, Hades is a shining example of a game that is just begging to be played more than once. All this praise led to over 1 million copies sold within the first week, admittedly owing a bit to the early access buys, but a ton of rewards, including Game of the Year at the DICE Awards, as well as the first ever Hugo Award for a video game. Tight gameplay would always make Hades a great game, but it was everything else around it that allowed Hades to become the work of art that it is. If you were here in 2020, you'd know we ever so slightly put Hades as our number two game of the year, and looking back, it might have needed to be number one. After Hades, almost no other game has offered replayability on such a scale that I'm constantly loading it up, even for just one run. And with over 100 hours in the game, you'd think I'd seen everything there was to see, but I still find myself encountering new missions, new rewards, and new interactions every time. Hades is truly a gaming masterpiece. A deep and fun story is capped off with super tight controls, and there's almost always something new for you to accomplish. Where Supergiant goes from here is anybody's guess, 
But if their next project is anything like their last, Supergiant is going to be a household name soon enough. But that's all for me this time, folks. Let me know in the comments why you think Hades hit it off so well. Like, share, subscribe, ring the bell. You know what to do. I'll be back next week with another episode of Story Mode. Peace.